0: Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Hi listeners, it's me, Adam Sartwell, and uh, I'm here with a special guest, and before I introduce him, I'm going to do our little invocation uh, so that we all are in sacred space uh i call to the great spirit i call to the two who move as one through the three rays of love will and wisdom i call upon the goddess maiden mother and crone past present and future creator sustainer and destroyer weaver of the web i call to the god lord of light and lord of darkness God of the green and the gold, God of the horn and the red, singer of the song, be with us now and forever, so it be. So it be. So I'm here with J.T. Meradian. Yes. And we are here to talk about all of the cool things that have happened to you in the past and, and uh, some of the um, new stuff that Absolutely. has come about which I love. Perfect. Um, So first, before we get into all of that, um, how did you come
1: to the craft? How did I come to the craft? How much time do we have? Uh, So it's a long story. I'll go back to high school. Um, I grew up in a family um, that wasn't particularly focused on religion. We were very Christmas, Easter kind of Mm -hmm. folks. Um, Dad was a hippie. Mom was a hippie. Uh, But they were open to whatever you wanted to do. Uh, So I grew up in that environment. Ended up um, exploring some different things when I was younger. Uh, Certainly was interested first in tarot. Mm -hmm. So I got my first tarot deck probably when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. Started reading all the books, all the books, all the books. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would end up in Salem often Mm -hmm. um, and and hang out there. And then I went to Catholic high school, as one does. And and I had (laughs) had very long hair Mm -hmm. and uh, drove the school crazy because I was bright. And they were surprised to have a bright person who's also a troublemaker. Mm. Um, so I started to sort of listen to what the, they were teaching in, in, in the school, mm-hmm. uh, in my religion classes and different things, some of the comparative studies. And I was really, really interested. I started to become more and more interested in spiritual things. Um, So, as a high school kid, uh, what does one naturally do when they're interested in spiritual things and going to Catholic school, But buy Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible and put it on their desk in a protest, right? Mm -hmm. And wear a pentagram with like a little devil flying out of it. It was great. Um, So, that was my high school experience, right? So, I played with that stuff. Um, And I never got very serious about any of it. Mm -hmm. I learned some stuff. I read some stuff. I studied some stuff. But I was functionally agnostic didn't matter to me it wasn't a really big deal uh, it wasn't a girl or a guitar or a hot rod so I wasn't really caring about it very much mm-hmm. um, so then I get to uh, I go on tour with a rock band because that's clearly a, a, a segue um, <laughs> in 1990 I used to work for my father in a guitar shop and uh, one of the guys who was a, a, used to work with my dad was the bass player in the band Extreme and uh, said, hey, would you love to come on the road? And so I said, sure, and I handed in my uh, ID card to college Mm -hmm. and went on tour instead. So fast forward, I'm spending a bunch of time on the road with this band, Extreme, and the singer is writing these great songs, and I'm like, these lyrics are super. And he goes, really? I go, yeah, yeah, I love them. Where do they come from? And he says, the Bible. I said, nonsense. That makes no sense at all, that's stupid. And he said, wow, why do you say that? And I said, well, I you know I know about the Bible, and I don't believe any of that. And he says, you've read it, though. I said, well, bits and pieces. He said, but you're smarter than that, JT, so go read it. I said, yeah, I'll show you. And I bought it, and I read it end to mm-hmm. end, because that's what one does. <laughs> and, uh, and I came back to him, and I said, hmm. See, I fell in love with the guy at the end of the Bible. Some mm-hmm. of the beginning stuff, I didn't understand very well. So then that leads me, this all gets to a place, that leads me to a church Mm -hmm. in my hometown Mm -hmm. where I am uh, go become sort of a regular attendee and baptized at, uh, and married at. My daughter is, uh, you know, uh, we we just presented children at that church. We didn't necessarily baptize. Um, I was a deacon there. I was a Sunday school teacher there. Mm -hmm. And I was very, very, very deeply studying everything spiritual that I could come, that I could put my hands on. Mm -hmm. That was all well and good. And it was very comfy and nice being sort of a zealous, Mm -hmm. I dare say this, if you love me, please still love me after this, a very sort of far right this is the word, this is the law, this is the thing, you can't do this, you can't do this, that guy. Mm -hmm. I say that to people and they're like, you couldn't have been that, unfortunately I was. Um, That's funnily enough a safe place to live if it's all organized and things like that, uh, until you bump into something. And then I bumped into something. Mm -hmm. So what I bumped into is I started doing theater as a bass player, super, right? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat was the first gig. Uh, that was super. I did some more shows. I met some more people. Well, golly, some of the people that I was meeting were very and comfortable with their homosexuality. They were gay people. And I was taught that that wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately started to say, huh, well, this doesn't make sense anymore. Because I could do this in silence... Work on this thing and this made sense. Once I was really involved in it, I started to sort of the, the facade started to break. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I went back to my stuff that I had stored in my closet in the little drawer down the bottom and pulled out my tarot cards and put the pentagram back on and said, I need to get away from the dogmatic stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to start learning some more stuff. And so I started, this is around 2010, buying tons of books, but on Kindle. Mm-hmm. So nobody could see what I was reading. And I would be reading my yeah. Kindle at church, and I'd be reading also Joseph, you know, Scott Cunningham. I'd be reading a lot of the sort of classics, right? Mm-hmm. The Bucky's Blue Book, all of these different things. And, um, and I had this on under my shirt. Um, and I would sneak off up to Salem and go read stuff. Or I'd buy something and tuck it in and hide it. I was living sort of two versions of my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and in 2000, so I was looking up on the internet, and I was actually bumping into, I know this is a later question, but I was bumping into different things about the temple.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was bumping into different um, training sessions that you could take. And I was like, I should do that. Nah, I shouldn't do that. No, I should do that. No, nah, I shouldn't do that. Right? having that internal war between me and me well in 2011 um, I was in a really horrific motorcycle accident and uh, got an excellent uh, helicopter ride to Mass General that I don't really remember Um, and um, woke up about three four weeks later uh, and tried to figure things out again that was a wake-up call, in a million reasons for a million reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it did specifically to your question is it pushed me back into let me look deeply into this. So when I could finally use my little arms because
2: mm-hmm.
1: they were really yeah. broken, um, I was on the internet in my rehab, like leaned back like this with the laptop up on my face, and I started looking up classes again, and I started trying to find this again, and. By the time I had gotten out of the hospital and was back home, I was signed up to start Witchcraft One. Mm -hmm. And I was also signed up. I was working with a group called the Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids. Uh Doing some of the studies with their material. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's really sort of the path to how did I get to the start?
0: Hmm. So you you kind of found both the temple and the Bards, Ovates and... Online, yeah, online,
1: yeah, that's awesome. It's a yeah. good introduction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was, it was an interesting path. And, and like I said, I I think if if you boil it all down, I have been pursuing spiritual. Let's quote unquote. I'm doing the quotes thing with my hands. Right, truths. Yeah, right. I wanted to understand mysteries. I wanted <laughs> to learn more. I wanted to learn more. And that pursuit started with give me a list of do's and do nots. And once those broke down, that changed into things that are much more aligned with witchcraft. Like what is underneath everything? What are the powers at work? Mm-hmm. Where is the balance? How do we unify all this stuff? How do we um, bring people together? Even if we're not all the same, mm-hmm. how do we connect all those things? And I think that's one of the things that attracted me, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: So... Uh, what was your experience going through the mystery school?
1: What was my experience? Is my teaching going listening? listen No, no. I, I love my teacher she madly. Might. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows I do. Um, so the first year I did uh, online mm-hmm. because I was also doing my master's degree. Um, I was studying for my MBA. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like doing both things was already risky and I was probably overtaxing myself after just getting smashed by a car. Um, But I'm that kind of guy. And so I did the online course. And I have to say that the online course for for Witchcraft 1 was really, really, really great. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of things came from it. So first of all, I would say that the way that the temple teaches Witchcraft 1, I still sort of go back to people and say, this is great because what what we do is we take away all of the shiny balls. Yes. Here's the here's some data. Mm-hmm. Here's some here's some ideas. Here's some concepts. Here's some things you have to work on. Well, where's my wand? You don't have a wand yet. Mm, I want a wand, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that kind of stripping away the um, how would I say it? I mean, it, the, the facade. Stripping, I said facade not twice, but stripping mm-hmm. away sort of the uh, the velvet cloaks and I'm not. I guess the accoutrement. The accoutrement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you take that all away? Is it still what you are looking for? And and what I found interesting is uh I think my class started with like one point seven million people mm-hmm. and ended with like twelve, I think. It was a <laughs> it was a significant and, and yeah. I'm not trying to dissuade, I think that was great.
0: There is a um about sixty percent of the people who sign up for Witchcraft One yeah. uh, matriculate. Okay. And don't actually get all the way.
1: Yeah. That matches my experience. But yeah. I made great friends. I mean, some of my closest friends now here in the temple, right, um, are people that we met in that first class. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, very meaningful. So when I started two, I wanted to move to in-person. Mm-hmm. And uh, the class, the first class I went to was down at the other place down the street. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was great. And I, I met my new classmates. Um, and I met my new teacher and it was a, it was a great experience. I think for two, I was thrilled to be there because now there's a lot of physical to mm-hmm. it. Right? You get a wand. You get a wand. <laughs> I only got a wand. I'm so excited about my mm-hmm. wand. Um, and again, I was introduced to a couple of other folks, a few other people in this first class, Um and that again have been now part of my life moving forward. This is one of the beautiful things, and I know everybody hates Facebook because it is evil, um, but it enables me now to keep connected with all of these folks who are now, some of them are in different places in the country, some of them mm-hmm. are in different countries, mm-hmm. uh, and we can all still talk, we can all still communicate. One of the other things, so that was Witchcraft 2 starting um, with the in-person, and then of course I followed through to, to 5, um I value very greatly the breadth of topics that are covered.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There was a lot of it that, for, for, I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, a lot of folks in my class, they were really excited for Witchcraft 3. Mm-hmm. Dealing with all of the sort of um, the shamanic aspects, dealing with sort of the spirit work. Dealing, and I was like, let's get to four where I can do math. Um <laughs> come to find really that but Mm-mm. um what what I thought was really um important about that breadth of different topics is I would watch myself and other people that I was in the classes with who initially thought this topic is gonna be nothing to me. I don't agree I'm not interested in this mm-hmm. don't talk to me about this. And then they love it. Mm -hmm. And now it's a key pillar of their work. Mm. And they rely... So, does everybody take everything from all of the work we do? I bet no. Um, But does everybody take things that they didn't expect out of the work?
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for myself, doing four... I was I went in with the trepidation. Yeah. But then once I started doing it, I it's kind of my fave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um so that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed the mystery school. Um did you have a favorite year?
1: Um so well, i'll be a troublemaker and say no. Um because what what I would say is that each year I would look at and I would say, this year gave me X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Witchcraft 3 happens, and we do all of our shadow work. Mm-hmm. And I, if, if I had a nickel for every time I tried to convince somebody around me to do shadow work, I wouldn't have to work anymore. I would be rich. Uh, because I think it's that important. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I think it's such a beautiful gift. Um, so that... For that alone, three was huge. Um, what was funny is you know, when you go and you meet your some of your spirit allies, some of my first ones were you go to meet a plant ally, and mine is potato. And I'm thinking, this isn't attractive, this isn't fancy, this isn't mugwort or mm-hmm. hen's bane, this is a potato. Mm-hmm. It's part was, of the nightshade family, yes. Potato was, <laughs> was sort of upset mm-hmm. that I wasn't taking him out yes. seriously, and we worked through things. Um, so so three was great uh, now. I entered to four and um, worked through all of the different sefirot And I love four. Hmm. Um, I love the idea of the, the map of the tree of life. I love the concept of Ein Sof. I drag mm-hmm. Ein Sof into a lot of my ritual work. Um, when we got to Keter, my father died.
2: Hmm.
1: And one of the things that I... Um, so I had the Keter Altar with the you know, simple yeah, yeah. white altar cloth, the single candle, the appropriate cards and all my bits. And then I put Jiminy Cricket on it, it as a little stuffed dog because that was my dad. And when I um, I gave his eulogy, which I thought, like, this is a terrible idea. But we were we were preparing the yeah, services yeah. with the church. And, and the, and the uh, pastor, she said, uh, so who's going to read the eulogy? I said, me. And my wife looked at me like, well, really? Like, that's... A, how are you going to... And what I did is, um, qu- quite honestly, um, a lot of the stuff that I learned in my work with the temple, it equipped me. So I did dream work. I did... I'd wake up and write stuff in my journal. I would do mm-hmm. all this stuff to prepare this. And I woke up one morning and said, I already know what I'm going to write. I wrote it all. Mm-hmm. And I sat in the pew in the church and I was weeping, 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 weeping. And my wife... She she would say, she said, I watched you ground yourself, connect, do something. And I walked up and I gave it with a straight face. No mm-hmm. tears. Did the work outside myself. Which mm-hmm. really was, I was playing the role of JT who wasn't freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went back and sat down. And I said to everybody, had I not been equipped from the work that I did in Witchcraft 3 and Witchcraft 4,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know that I could have... Um, accomplished the work that I had to do during that time. It was a very sudden passing. He was not expected. Yeah. He was a young man. Um, and the other thing I would say is that the support that the temple showed me during that time was huge. Huge, right? Oh.
2: Um,
1: so favorite year, That's that's how I think of it. They're all different. And five for me, I love writing things in APA format. So... <laughs> The formalized report was great. I was like, "This is sweet." Excellent. And Alex was like, "Is this a 15-page report about Mary Magdalene?" Yes, it is. She's okay. <laughs> well, good luck to her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> um. So now you've been working with Capricorn, yes, for a while now. Indeed. Um. So tell me about your work with that and. All of the male mysteries.
1: Sure, sure. So here, I'm going to get in more trouble. Let's see if I can do that. Um, so I got a call from Tim saying, "Hey, JT, your name was mentioned um, as as somebody. Maybe I could talk to Ari. You know, working with the Capricorn ministry." And I said, "Great." He said, "You know, a lot of people have a high regard of your role as a dad. Like you said, that seems very, very important to you." Mm-hmm. Um, and when I said to him, I said, "No, absolutely." I said. Uh, the most important thing to me in my entire life is my daughter, mm. um, and I said, you know, my dad before me used to do his his email address was dadman, and then his birthday.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that was his. That was everything. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was really important. So that father idea mm-hmm. hugely important to me. Um, so I was thrilled to join with um, with Tim. And and start talking through this stuff and working through this stuff. And then I ran into a situation where um, I was at the same time doing tons of work with the concept of Baphomet and the unity of opposites and the uh, there is no male, there is no female, there is male, there is female. Mm -hmm. This idea of um, I was struggling with what it even meant male female at the time Mm -hmm. and i said to him i said we we started talking i said so hold on so i'm how am i going to do this i said we have certainly a bunch of folks in our organization who would not even say binary even it has any meaning anymore so i would love to tell you that i've totally resolved that and understand the mystery i don't Hmm. um but what i did is i said okay well a couple of ideas I have here. Um, I said, one is I would love to see uh, Capricorn and Cancer start to do a lot of work together Mm -hmm. so that we can blend these things. And we've been working towards that. Um, And then he sort of asked me, he said, well, okay, well, that's really... He was very, very nice to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I was obviously confusing things, right? Mm -hmm. And... I said, but, but let me think on that. Let me think what I could do around this idea that you have, right? How do we explore male mysteries? How do we explore masculinity? How do we explore these kind of things? And so I, I listened to a trillion books on Kindle. Um, and I was listening to a book uh, by a gentleman named Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr is a Franciscan monk who is also a huge troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love him. He, he's super great. Uh, he just wrote a book called The Universal Christ, A New Name for Everything. Uh, worth worth reading, even if you're a witch. I, I am. I love it. Um, so he wrote a book called Adam's Return. And in the book, he's talking about... Um, there was actually a book before the Adam's Return book, I should... where he talks about having written this other book.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
1: talks about understanding masculinity in a new way. And the connection between mature, adult, um, functional, healthy masculinity Mm -hmm. and some of the rites of passage that we don't have anymore Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in our culture. And so he talks about a book that he had written called Adam's Return, where he goes into more depth. So I immediately read that. Mm -hmm. And then that book alludes to a concept that was put by um, two psychologists in the early 70s whose names elude me even though I'm to teaching their book. Um, the idea of these four archetypes, so Jungian sort of mm-hmm. archetypes, yep. that that combined, if you bring them together correctly, create mature masculinity in their perspective. And it's the the king, the sovereign, the warrior, the magician, and then the lover.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So... As soon as Richard mentioned this, I jotted stuff down. I think I called Tim from my back porch while I was shoveling snow. And I said, what if I put together a course mm-hmm. around this as a framework? He said, well, I love it. When can it be ready? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I just, had the idea. <laughs> I just had the idea. So net net, it ended up to be ready around, I want to say September of last year. Um, I read a bunch of books, read a bunch of material about that, brought in some of my own experiences and have been working with, uh, with a group of um, uh, classmates on this material. And uh, one of them happens to be um, Dragon, who you just interviewed, mm-hmm. yes. um, who, is, who is a Taurus minister and is also sort of um, very involved in working with cancer and a little bit And so she's loving this. Uh, work and and I'm loving this work and it's opening all sorts of doors for me now. Even with all of this that I'm doing with this class, uh, I might have changed stuff and changed. They every he joined a man's group. Joined a, I don't love that still. Hmm. Um, so yes, I'm totally in concert with the Capricorn ministry mm-hmm. uh, and we're doing some great work on masculinity. Not the least of which, I believe, is exploring what does that even mean. What should it mean? Mm-hmm. W- what What's the part that we're worrying about there? Yeah. Um, because I can't personally see. Um, I used to be, like I said, I used to be very much part of a Baptist church, and we had men's group, and it was great. Mm-hmm. But but if a person without male external genitalia walked in and said. I'm totally here for the men's group. We would have been like, no, you're not.
2: Hmm. Well,
1: that wouldn't be the same here. Yeah. So now it's identity with. So if it's identity with, I get that. But what does that mean now? Like, I've been trying like heck to, hmm. to figure this out. And so, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting experience. It's an interesting piece of work. Um, I've been keeping the um, light for... the spirit of of Mm -hmm. Capricorn for the temple, and and working very closely with that spirit. And that spirit's not very interested in revealing any sort of gender identity to me at this point. Hmm. Um, So that's that's been, I guess, helpful. Thank you. Um,
0: I find that there are a couple of the temple spirits that do that. Yeah. Um, So for Virgo, uh, Yukotu shows up to other people as... A man mm-hmm. and to me as a woman. Okay. So I'll be like, Oh, okay. Yep.
1: Um
0: awesome. <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> And and I think that's awesome. And and what's funny about that is every once in a while I love again, I love uh, on where people on Facebook will say like, Well, you know, the Morrigan never appears with X color hair.
2: hmm
1: And I wanna say, Friend. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard to put spirits in boxes. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I had one woman who I apparently shocked, um, by saying that Akate once showed up to me as a little old lady with a dog in her purse and a flashlight in her hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and she looked a little bit like the queen, yeah. you know, like I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and I recognized her, yep. you know, cause she has her own aura, mm-hmm. so speak, um, but saying that out loud to someone else, they were like, oh, no, she can't show up that way. She has to be wearing saffron and blah, 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 blah. I was like, does she? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Do they have less sovereignty than we do? Yeah. Like
0: I wear her different <laughs> colors every day, you know? Exactly. So uh, it just seems odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you think is the most important thing that people should realize about masculinity and the male mysteries
1: gosh you, you realize now that not to spoiler at this but that's a great question mm-hmm. um one of the things that i am trying to sort of consistently drive home um for myself personally i so here's the okay if you go back to the beginning of the bible i'm a bible nerd
2: mm-hmm.
1: um it it says god creates man and woman In God's creation, in God's image, Mm -hmm. men and women are created. That's said before the idea in that myth of separating Eve from Adam. Mm. So there's a very, very logical argument to make that says humanity was created like this, a dipole. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. Yeah. Secondarily. Yeah, Um, that was certainly an idea. I want to say Plato had an idea that we were like he had had split apart six arms and yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so myself growing up, um, you know, I don't have any of my hair left. But when I was on tour, my hair was down to here. I would wear nail polish, lipstick, and eyeliner, and thigh high suede boots, Mm -hmm. and go out to bars with the rest of the guys in the crew. And they were like, "That doesn't make any sense." So, I dressed androgynously for a lot of my teenage years, young 20s. -hmm. Um, And I still sort of uh, live that way. If you came to my house, I'm, of my wife and I, I'm the more likely to cry at the sad part of a movie. Yeah. Unless Carrie Fish is in it, in which case that's it. My wife's off the chart. Sorry, Pam. Um, (laughs) but, But that kind of like, I never was taught. My dad never said, man up. Mm-hmm. Never. It wasn't even part of the conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I could be the emotional, uh, loving, compassionate, caring, receptive mm-hmm. person when needs be. And I could be the, the data-driven, organized, mathematician guy when needs be. And I could be both those at the same time. hmm so one of the things that I've been trying to teach with the class is that what if we start with the fact that these ideas of masculinity and femininity are cultural?
2: Hmm.
1: What if we what if we take away the idea that it's some sort of ontological difference? And we say that this, these are cultural roles that we're put into. Then you take and you add something like, um, I, I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor and know about this, but I've, again some podcasts some reading I've done intersex people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So who aren't even just like the full obvious hermaphrodites that are born with yeah. l- both sets but somebody who's born with half of the half of the material that's making up your ovaries thinks it's testicles or the other way around. Yeah. These sort of things that we are just starting to learn that really argue for the fact that we live on a spectrum. Yeah. And that probably the A A or B, black or white, up or down, Mm -hmm. left or right, is not the way we should be looking at this. Yeah. So I'm trying, um, from from the perspective of how would I define masculinity, what do people need to know about masculinity, Mm -hmm. I would start with this uh, challenge to question it. Yeah. Question it. Um, I would take both of them and turn them into humanity how can i be a better human how can i a lot of the work i'm doing with this particular class is that
2: hmm.
1: if you took everything i wrote on these um this six powerpoint decks and you just erased everything that referred to male and put female in there nothing nobody would be like well this is weird
0: yeah because all of those archetypes can be both feminine and masculine
1: yeah yeah and so it's a it's an interesting question it's a uh it's a, I think it's a challenge to me personally, and I think hmm. I'm trying to then drag that challenge and give it to everybody else and say maybe there's more of a mystery here, hmm. um, how we identify, how yeah. we are, uh, maybe we should ixnay that, and say, oh, you happen to have a penis. Sorry if i mis- <laughs> um, great, that's nice, that's and that's the end of it.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't need the rest of it. It could all be sort of. Here, there, other way. Hmm. yeah. So that's is that a good answer. Uh,
0: yeah, I hope so. <laughs> hope everyone listeners liking it. <laughs> um, so, what are some ways that our community can support this work in Capricorn?
1: That's a great question. I would say sign up for the next time I send this class out. So that no, no, no I mean do that, but but only if you're interested. um I am sure that uh, Tim would agree with this. I mean, we would love, I would personally love to know how other people, one of the first questions I ask in the class is how do you define masculinity? What does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. And I think that that would be an important um, piece of data. So if anybody in the community said like, well, this is what I see masculinity
2: as. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This is what I see the father's role as. Uh, this is what I, you know, this is how I identify the concept of maleness. Yeah. Um, I would love to see some of those feedbacks so that I could get some sense of like, well, am I way off base? Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with being way off base, yeah. and by myself. And the, but I would love to know sort of some more of that from from people. Um, I would. I would also sort of love, like, like I said, back to the father thing. Um, I would love to understand from a um people who have experience with different pantheons than I do mm-hmm. to come forward and say this this particular deity in my pantheon is emblematical of what it means to be a father. Mm. This is the true masculine in this pantheon now. I've studied a lot of pantheons. Mm-hmm. Golly gee, do most of the male figures in some of the better known pantheons. I hope nobody builds up sort of a... Uh, I should be more zeus when I'm <laughs> working with my wife or with my partner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, they don't give us great um, examples of fatherhood. No. Um, but there is that... like. When you look at it, you're looking for what is a good father. Yes. What is, you know, an ideal father. Yes. Instead of what is fatherhood. Right. And not always is it ideal.
1: Not always is it ideal. No. No. So but I, but I always love to learn, even even if there's an example. So, Adam, great point. Even if there's an example of, well, here's imperfect fatherhood, like mm-hmm. we all have. Yeah. Um. I, I'm very proud of the work that I did as a dad. Mm-hmm. One of the things that my daughter remembers vividly is me throwing her dollhouse down the hall because it was in my bedroom for the 57,000th time or something. But mm-hmm. but I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I still think of myself as a good dad. Yeah. And there's a lesson in the don't throw the dollhouse down the hall uh, event. So even that stuff would be great. You know, so some... some Ideas from people around the father. Hmm. What, what's their experience been with the, with the gods, for sure? Yeah, um, not just their experience as a human being here with other human beings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, you recently were, well, Salen, right? Yes. Or became our lead minister of yes. Aquarius. Indeed. Yay!
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so tell us about Aquarius's work in the temple. That's a great
1: question. So, um, here, here is what's, what's very interesting about sort of taking this role on. Um, I know what it was, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I also know sort of what is in my heart, what what Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing. And so I got the. Uh, Sort of, well, so who's the Aquarius spirit? What are we talking about? What's the work that the Aquarius... A rebel comes to me and I love it and I smile and nod. (laughs) I might be obsessed with Lucifer. Um, But but that concept of challenging things. So a lot of what Aquarius has done in the past has been centered in Temple Fest and some of the other Mm -hmm. community building events that we've had. And I think it's been super. And now Temple Fest has grown very very successful Mm -hmm. and uh, we're managing that in a new and different way Mm -hmm. and so uh, I certainly will still be involved um, as like the guy in the corner who they would say right JT and I go yeah that sounds good Mm -hmm. Um, so so the work of Aquarius in the past has been tied to that kind of thing we've been doing some great stuff and Lisa did beautiful job with the Beltane Beltane Ball Mm -hmm. Um, that was really fun and, and she's working on some new stuff now. And so I'm keeping her involved from that perspective. Because I'm a lot of things, not particularly a party planner, mm-hmm. that I know about. I mean, I might have that as a latent skill that I haven't uh, capitalized on yet, but I don't know. Uh, so she's been doing some of that work. Um, what, what I'm really excited about um, with Aquarius Ministry moving forward is... Uh, Not only just building community, our community, which I'm going to call small c community, but broadening that. How how do we bring ourselves into community with people around us? How do we... um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, Let's say within the community of pagans, right? Mm -hmm. People who identify as pagan or people who identify as as something other than the sort of book Religions of the book and such and such um, we have these pagan pride gatherings. we have these different sort of things they're all over the country. there's a lot of them on the world. there's Pantheacon that happens. I don't know how long it's going to happen it seems
0: I believe this is its last its year. last year PantheaCon's right?
1: last year yeah and then and then we do temple fest and there are events in well in New York and this, so they're all over the place so I'm starting to think and i'm I'm brainstorming some ideas like well, how do we get into these? Conversations. I know some of them were there, mm-hmm. but but n- not just Christopher flying out or you guys flying out or or somebody. H- how about how do we start to to um, grow and develop ambassadors? Is what's in my mind. Mm. Who at different events can go? Hey, we want to talk to you. We come to an event where here's my card. Hey, if you have any questions, I'm here from the temple. I'm lo- I love this. This is a great booth you have. Um, let me know if you have any. Um, concerns or thoughts or you have some time to talk I want to start connecting to the greater community in that way Mm -hmm. and so that's going to require sort of a a, a, I think of it as a little group of people all over the country all over the world Mm -hmm. we have some people out remotely so if you're listening to this and you're interested you can find me uh, and I would love to start talking to you I'm going to put together some presentations around that so take that and evolve it to even a Another level of the community around us, um, one of the things that I did as part of um, my work with the Baptist Church is interfaith communities,
2: mm-hmm.
1: ecumenical communities. Um, I want to start doing that. And so that's one of the focuses that I have sort of moving forward is I'm starting to look at local to me, local to the temple here in Salem, mm-hmm. um, ecumenical groups, interfaith groups. Now, I don't know how receptive they're going to be, and I sort of don't care. Um, I think it's an exciting thing to go in. There's the rebel, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: To go in and say, so, hey, here's where I'm from. My name's JT, great to meet you. I'm from the Temple of Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. If they don't throw me out immediately, they won't, right? I mean, I think they won't. I quote the Bible, so they can... Um but I'm excited to start those conversations because Mm -hmm. what I want to have happen with the work of the Aquarius Ministry uh, my mom came to Temple Fest one year and uh, she's walking around she's checking everything out and she's like wow she goes I gotta tell you something she goes this is great I go tell me why she goes you guys like all you guys all just love each other in this thing this way I can feel this Connection between all you guys here. And I said, Yeah, Ma, it's a bunch of people. So we mm-hmm. have our problems. Yeah. Listen, yeah. We're still human. <laughs> still human. <laughs> we might not all de- agree, but we're all pursuing this idea, this concept of perfect love, this concept of uh, connection, this mm-hmm. concept of unity, this concept of oneness. And I said, I would love to take this. And so she was, I won't say she was surprised. Um, but you was surprised. Um, I want to introduce to the greater sort of spiritual community what witches can do, what we specifically in the Temple of Witchcraft are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one of the things that um, I, Alex had sent me a, uh, a quick thing is Lazarus House it does some service work. They do mm-hmm. like they'll prepare meals and little, you can go out and help out and do this thing. And back when I was in my church, right, we would get these, we'd do these little events. We'd go to soup kitchens. We'd do these kind of things. Why couldn't we? Mm -hmm. Right? Why couldn't we? Even if it's a totally Christian, quote, unquote, doing the quote hand thing, um, why couldn't we go there? And tip the apple cart a little bit. There's there's both community and rebel mushing together. (laughs) Right? Saying, you don't know us we're not what you thought we were we are this we are love Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we're care we're compassion we're helping each other we're helping people who aren't us we don't need you to be us we don't need you to be you have gone through all the mystery school you have uh, read 27,000 books that's fine it's not for everybody but we'll still take care of you Mm -hmm. so those are a lot of things that I'm looking into it's been an interesting end of last year, so I'm getting caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to have much more going on actually by, uh, you know, in in the near future. Looking forward to that. Excellent. Yeah. Excited.
0: So, uh, I guess my second question was is sort of answered by that. Yeah. Of like, what is your vision going forward? And it looks like you're going for the community outreach. Yes. And not just to our community, but communities around the world. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then also, uh, not shock valuing people, but, uh, to get people to realize that witchcraft is more than just, you know, a practice of power. Yes. It's also love and wisdom.
1: Yes. And, and, um, I would happily tell you that one one of the, one of the, one of my favorite things uh, in my whole life, since I was a little boy, mm-hmm. um, is a little bit of you're judging the book by the cover. You're judging the book by the cover. Don't. You're judging the book by the cover. Don't. Like, insistently. You know, I was a young guy in high school. Um, I was nerdy. right? Ner- nerdy. I got a 1560 on my SATs. Right? Mm-hmm. I... Had it, but I didn't like ask for the skill. I was given it by whatever gives you skills at the beginning. Um But I had long hair, and I had my earrings, and I had when I went to high school, like I first went, I had my, only my left ear pierced because you know you want to be careful mm-hmm. in the in the early eight in the late eighties, and they were like, oh, good thing you don't have your right ear pierced. And I said, oh golly, why? And they said, well, because then you'd be gay. And I said, okay. So I went home that night and I took a piercing stud and I pierced it and went in the next day. I constantly wanted to tip up everybody's assumptions. Hmm. You're you're not looking. You're not looking. So I'm the long-haired kid at the academic decathlon meet earning the silver medal in science and making very mad all the people who are like, that can't be right. Um, Or the guy as an adult, in corporate America with all the tattoos I have and usually nail polish and going to meetings with CEO. Um, you know, or having my sales guy say, I love the necklace, the sigil around your neck, the symbol on your neck. What does that mean? I said, it's Lucifer." He goes, huh? He goes, well, normally I would think that was really weird, but I respect you so much. We should talk about that. And I was like, okay.
0: That's
1: awesome. It's really great. Um, In in a very small... I want to take what I've been able to do in a small way Mm -hmm. and use the Aquarius ministry to grow it. Um, In my own world, I'm very out. I mean, you used my regular name. I wasn't Mm -hmm. some spooky other name. Um, I work with a bunch of different people and I had a a friend of mine uh, at work uh, go through a very, very trying time. Mm -hmm. and I had his back the whole time, and I was taking care of him, and I was offering him some help, and I was doing this and that and the other thing. And he comes back after a few weeks of being out, working through this um, tragedy, and uh, he says, can I ask you a question? I go, yeah. He goes, what are you? I said, what do you mean? He goes, I've never been treated with as much love and care and thoughtfulness, and I've been around a while. I'm way older than you. And I said, all right. He says, so what are you? I said, I don't know. What do you think I am? He goes, I think you're either a witch or a pagan. I said, yeah. He goes, wow. Wow. I didn't think that's what you were. I said, right. Because you didn't know us. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think the Aquarius ministry can do some work to get some more people to know us.
0: That's great. Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) What can people do to help out Aquarius ministry?
1: Well, so um, I'm uh, recruiting ambassadors so first I should write up a job description of mm-hmm. what I mean um, but but if the idea so and that, that'll be coming soon if the idea of working in your own local community to share um, I don't want to say the mission of I don't want to say any of that stuff because that's all been taken but 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 what it means what what who you are as a witch who the temple is mm-hmm. now one of the beautiful things about us is we are sort of a different group of people each one of us has our own specific aspects mm-hmm. and that's part of what we'd be sharing is saying no we're we're a relatively eclectic tradition where you can totally think x and i can totally think not x mm-hmm. and we're okay with that yeah. and we still work together and we still communicate and we still can sit in a circle and 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 do work for other people and cast that healing circle and bring people in um so if you're interested in that kind of work please let me know um i want to say my email address is aquarius at temple of witchcraft.org you are correct good <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs>
0: well thank you jt and thank you listeners uh, we're going to do our little D vocation and, uh, say goodbye. Excellent. So we thank the great spirit and the two who move as one. We thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the goddess and the God who work through us and work with us. May we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part. And marry meet you. again. Bye, listeners. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright 2010 of the Temple of Witchcraft. For more information, please visit templeofwitchcraft.org.